0: Welcome to episode 7 of the Story Live Podcast. Oh yeah.
1: Nice. Here we
0: are. This is a podcast about <laughs> being creative and being independent filmmakers and especially the emotional ups and downs and the little tiny details of doing so and, you know, hopefully everybody relates to the struggles uh, me and Alan are going through and the experiences we've had. Yes. Uh, which, by the way, I'm here with my
1: co-host. Alan Seagardner, independent filmmaker... Feeler of many things Many many emotions I feel them, I feel them all
0: My name is Clinton Cornwell I am director, independent filmmaker Cinematographer, editor Location sound person And also the head of the film program At Tennessee State University in Nashville
1: And I do stuff too And this is episode (laughs) seven. Uh, What do we talk? We talked about this is another, uh, uh, you know, I'm very redundant with this because I always enjoy listening to our old episodes that we uh, record at this point from like over two years back.
0: This episode, this is a very touchy feely episode and I really enjoy it. Our main topic today is about working with collaborators and especially as it pertains to expectations with collaborators, collaborators quitting on you, maybe letting you down, how we can prevent these things, what we might do differently, what are the reasons people do these things and uh, you know unfortunately when you're working in a low budget artistic space you know people coming and going is is a big reality of the situation so just trying to give y'all something you can relate to hopefully because likely more than likely you're going to go through the same thing if you're trying to be a hustler
1: <laughs> yes and your own way yeah the communication the crucialness of communication collaboration all those wonderful things let's dive into it episode seven here we go been a minute how long has it been been a minute been, yeah been a couple weeks man it's been it's been a lot um i've been my eyes have been high my lows have been low notice the passing of time <laughs> oh, <geez>. oh really <laughs> no it's been a whole roller coaster it's been mostly mostly po- by a wide margin positive but you know
0: i mean it doesn't have to be you're always you're always such mr positivity well you're always you know trying, that's always also bright-sided that's
1: you know i gotta say that's my nature can't fight my nature that is um it's a hard it's a hard which is
0: not a bad thing that's not a criticism
1: it's a hard one nature you know i've i've, I've worked at it <laughs> for years okay well first of all so a week ago i did i hit i made hit my goal i finished the first draft of breaker breaker
0: of the script
1: of my yeah my new script uh wrote it as a play first we're gonna do it as a play initially and then make the movie soon after so i'm i'm, I'm ecstatic about that so that's why I, you know that was you know that's that's a big one for me it's it's a huge congratulations man thank you it's a huge sense of relief and feeling of accomplishment
0: big step in in the journey getting that first draft oh
1: man absolutely obviously there's a long ways to go but like man yeah you you get it like there's there's no um you can't really underestimate like it's so that first draft is so crucial because then you you have a document that you can share (laughs)
0: <laughs> with like your t- yeah, it's like the first time that the movie really exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As like a, a exactly.
1: Thing. It, no, it's that's very true. Like you know, and there's a lot. Obviously, so much to do after the fact, but like then it's something tangible that's not just in your head or not just like you know a whole bunch of notes or outlines or whatnot that you wouldn't necessarily want someone else to read. You know what I mean? It's something that yeah, yeah. It exists. Mm-hmm. It's something that tell us a story of someone we're just, just like, okay, they read it and then they get, you know, they're not going to see the whole production, but they're going to get, they now know what the story is and know who these characters are. They experience that journey. So now it's a thing, like it's an existing, you know, it, it's a thing I can like share with my, my teammates. So yeah. So I'm very, very excited about that. This week was so stressful because there's just a lot of, um, there's a lot of just like, you know, I'll just, you know, in broad strokes, there's kind of like annoying shit that I had to take care of.
0: Like life shit?
1: Yeah, like shit like EDD stuff was the biggest mm, source of stress yeah. this week because that's been a two-and-a-half-month-long, you know, journey, yeah. as it were. <laughs> and I'm still – it's still a journey. You're not alone on that one. A lot of people are going through it for Absolutely, sure. absolutely. So, yeah, like, you know, it's not a woe-is-me thing. It's just, like, it was a big source of stress, especially because, you know, obviously I'm trying to get – Figured out as soon as possible. And, you know, I mean, especially obviously, you know, before uh, our, our new son is born. So, yeah, and my whole thing, like, as with everything, like I just want to make sure that I'm doing everything I can and that I'm doing it correctly, you know what I mean? So that was, like, I was finally able mm-hmm. to get someone on the f- – like, I just want my whole thing, like, I want to make sure I'm not dropping the ball. Not just that, like, first and foremost, not dropping the ball, but then, like, just doing everything I can to, like, to the best of my ability and not letting anyone down. Um, and so I was finally, I was able to get a hold of someone uh, with EDD on Thursday, and yeah I was I was kind of stressed with that. So basically, I got a hold of someone on Wednesday, but and she was very very nice. But mm-hmm. her job, she was basically like the operator, and she was like, you know, I take I take down you know the message, and questions. Then like I'll have someone, someone will call you within the next forty eight hours. Like I don't, it might be a blocked ID, it might be unknown ID, it might be from an actual number. She's like, I would just answer any call that I that you get like within the next forty eight hours. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know, typically I don't – if I don't know the number, I don't answer the, the call because it could be any wide range of things, you know, or, ju- you know, just some whatever. Yeah, so it's like, all right, prepare, just, you know, take that phone call, like, whenever it may come. And then, like, Thursday morning, like, I had – because I knew that the EDD offices opened at 8 a.m. So I was like, all right, it probably no one's going to call before 8 a.m. So I was, like, watching my son and doing dishes, and I had the phone on the charger, and I guess, like, the ringer was still silenced from – The night before. So anyway, so then like I go over to just check my phone to make sure it's like you know fully charged at this point or whatever, and also be like, all right, I need my phone on me now because it's 7:42. It's coming up on 8 a.m. Like I just want to have it on me and ready to go. And I'd missed (laughs) I'd missed a call at 7:38, and I just like freaked freaked out. And granted, like there was no message. I didn't know who this call was from. It turns out I'll just go and spoiler alert I'll just go and say it wasn't EDD. But I didn't know at the time. I was pretty sure it wasn't them because again, it was seven thirty-eight. I'm like, they don't even open until eight a.m. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like my stress was running so high that like I'm like, what if I fucking
0: so much, so much on just one phone call? Yeah, 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 exactly. Because
1: I'm like, man, if I miss this call, like you know, because I knew like I'd had to make a lot of like I I knew I was lucky in this regard too. Even though like I'd made a, a bunch of calls just to be able to get a hold. Of uh, who I, you know who I talked to on Wednesday, I'm like, all right, I gotta like you know I have to answer this call. I need to get these questions answered. Like, these questions have been kind of like nagging at me for a while now. And you know there's a lot riding on these questions. And so just even like the thought that like I might have missed the call, like just really like you know sent me spinning for like a second, not for long. but that was like my first little freak out of the day. No. And then my second freak out of the day was when I was like dealing with some other like technical stuff that like for instance, like okay, uh, our baby cam- our baby monitor, our baby camera slash monitor um that company i guess it was like a smaller business and um you know unfortunately because of coronavirus they decided to shut down business so like you know with that baby monitor like you have an i have an app on my phone that's that's my monitor unless so you have the camera like mounted above his crib and the app on the phone it like lets mm-hmm. you know like you know making sure that his what his heart rate is and that he's you know breathing regularly and that you can you know obviously you hear him and you can see him and you know that's that's how it works. And so with uh, that company going out of business, they basically you know, you had to uh switch over to you had to download like the manu- the camera manufacturer's app and like reset your camera and like all this crap. So I was like dealing with that too and running into so many technical problems with that. And stuff
0: like so frustrating, right? It's like it's just such a a small life thing especially when you have so many bigger things you're dealing with in terms of like your family and filmmaking totally and, stuff like that. and it's just this small thing you have to spend so much time on so totally. it doesn't feel worth it but at the same time it's not going to get fixed any other way
1: it's not going to get fixed any other way and also like you know it needs to happen and like i would you know i was like well i feel a lot but like even though like with lyle it's like we can you know his room is just right across the hall from ours and simply you know i can hear him without the monitor but at the same time like i like having the monitor because like i want to be able to hear him like immediately like as soon as he like yeah. stirs in his sleep like it wakes me up on the monitor and i like jump it does, he doesn't have to cry in order for me to like you know boom like be up and in his room and i just yeah. I, I like having that like you know when he's in another room like i know he's you know he's a year and a half just about now it will be a year and a half in a couple weeks And so, you know, there's not the fear of like, you know, the first like six months, especially like, I don't know how much you know about like, you know, SIDS, like sudden infant death syndrome and all these horrifying things that, you know, you're, you have to be extra uh, just aware of because these are things that can happen to kids like, you know, especially in the first six months, sometimes in the first year. But, you know, regardless, like you get outside this first six months, it's a little less scary. And the first six months he's sleeping in the same room with us anyway, regardless. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just, I needed that monitor working again. And it's still, it's, and now it's like, um, and so that was kind of like problems with that kind of led to my, my se- second little meltdown of the day, you know, pulled together pretty quickly. And then I did hear, I got the call from Edd and, uh, the person I talked to them was very kind and helpful as well. So, and I got the questions answered. It's still, now it's just kind of like a, uh, with the Edd stuff, it's like, okay, all I need to know is like, there's no more that I can do right now. I just have to wait, yeah which is totally, that's fine. Yeah. It could be a, it could be another month before I see anything from them. It could be longer than a month. But it's like they have everything Ugh. that they need from me and I just feel so much better knowing like okay cool. Like I don't have to like stress every day about that or wonder like is there something else I can do or try because my I won't get into it but my situation you know a little confusing because I had Primarily 1099s, but also had, like, a, a, a very small W2 from last year, and that's what kind of, like, yeah, threw, yeah, yeah. A, threw a wrench in things. So, mm-hmm. anyway, um, but yeah, man, so it's just <laughs> been a lot of, it's been a lot of a lot, like, since we talked last, but overall, like, really wonderful things. It's just, uh, yeah, like I said, this past week, the past few days, there's a lot of, like, all right, here's, I gotta tackle a bunch of shit that, like, you know, I gotta tackle this week. And that's, you know, that's all that is. So...
0: Yeah. Did those downs really get you down, really dampen your spirit, or is that why uh, No, not really that that's why what I
1: said, like, it was just like it felt like and I think I know we've talked about this too, it's like when I so like the downs were mostly like, I mean there was like a kind of like a steady like sense of stress like throughout the week, but like it was only really bad, like like I said, like those two little meltdowns on Thursday. And they were both relatively quick. But that's the thing, it's like when I go down and like have a meltdown or a freak out or like whatever, like it ha- it's it happens really fast. It feels really, like, intense and abrupt. And then I pull out of it pretty quickly, usually. But it's, you know, when it hits, it's, like, full throttle. I'm just kind of, like, you know, I just lose my shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, mostly what that looks like is just a lot of <laughs> uncontrollable crying for a little bit. Uh, you know, and that's, you know, it's something crazy. It's something, like, crazy. But, like, from you, you know that feeling. It's, like, I... Like, just the stress, like, gets too much. and just catches up to you. And, like, you just kind of, like, fall, yeah, fall apart for a few minutes. So, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, I'm not going out, like, you know, doing anything crazy or breaking shit or, like, whatever. I'm just kind of, like, falling apart for mm-hmm. a little bit. But it feels pretty bad. No. <laughs> it feels pretty bad when it's happening. <laughs> yeah, um, it's
0: it's it's hard to take the long view in the moment when you're feeling really bad. but But being totally. able to remind yourself that... It will pass, and that this is yeah. a natural reaction is is and, very helpful.
1: And I always know that, uh, but yeah, no, but yeah, in those moments, and that helps too, like knowing that it'll pass. That that awareness totally helps. It still you know hurts in the moment, and honestly, you know, it's tricky too. Like when you have like you know, because in both of those instances, like I was watching my son, and I'm trying to not lose it in front of him, and that's the hardest part because like you know, I would go to like another area of the living room so I could just kind of like silently fall apart for like a minute or so but then you know yeah. that sweet boy will just kind of like wander on over and see what's going on so then it's like a whole thing where like is this is something else? you know i'm very cognizant of is like i don't want like okay a few things i don't want like it's not that i need my like i want my son to know it's okay obviously to, like to cry and express your feelings and get it out in a healthy way uh but you know right now he's only like a year and a half So it's a tricky thing because I never want him to feel like, quote unquote, like responsible for my feelings because I know some people, you know, I've talked to people like whose parents kind of did make them feel probably inadvertently, but still like responsible for their feelings, so to speak. Like, you know, and I always try, you know, try to make sure like if he sees me sad or if he sees me upset about something that he knows it's not his fault at all. And like. Basically, and that'll always be the case. But you know, I, I mean, you know, I always want him to know, like, don't blame yourself, for, like, for any of this. It's interesting, man. Like, especially when you're communicating with, like, and I basically when I communicate with him like that, I'm treating him like, you know, like he's a full grown, like, you know, human being who, because he's processing what I'm saying, what I'm putting out there on some level. You know what I mean? Um yeah. Even if he doesn't mm-hmm. completely understand, like, what exactly I'm saying, like, I know he's getting it. He's feeling. He's seeing what I'm feeling, and I just want to, like, you know. In whatever way it can register, let him know, like, hey, but, like, you know, daddy's fine. I'm okay. Like, I'm just having a little moment right now. I'm sorry that it's nothing to do with you. Like, don't worry about it. So, yeah, there's, like, it's intense because there's that, you know, there's the con- there's that push and pull of, like, you know, because when you're just, when you're by yourself or in that situation, like, yeah, it still really sucks when you have to fall apart, but then you can just fucking fall apart. You know what I mean? And then you pull mm-hmm. yourself back together. But when you got, like, uh, a baby boy, like, walking around and, like, wants to see what, what you're doing and make sure you're okay and everything, then it's, you know, that can kind of, like, make it an even, obviously, a more difficult kind of situation.
0: Yeah, it kind of seems like a plus and a minus in that you kind of have this person there that you know is, like, loves you, is there for you, and is your companion, no mm-hmm. matter what. But also, at the same time, you have a responsibility to them. And Absolutely. And a pressure associated with that.
1: But all good things. For the most part, he sees a... I'm, I'm a... He has a very happy daddy <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so mostly he sees me smiling and laughing and uh, doing funny voices and joking around so hey yeah 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 man so that's uh, what's been going on with me how how about <laughs> how have you been
0: you had a lot on your mind there man
1: oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: I'm kind of just focusing right now on making some projects that from the get-go I'm planning to release on YouTube or or whatever. Um, And also just small things that I can make by myself and and without much crew or much support. Uh, And also be made, obviously, safely, can be sort of made with respect to what is best practices in terms of make sure everybody's not being exposed to potentially getting infected with the pandemic with the covid right and also allaying people's fears you know I've been trying to get just this really small one going um which is a mockumentary about a cannibal struggling emotionally <laughs> with uh with the pandemic
1: yeah I, yeah you told me something about this one I like this idea yeah yeah
0: even just me and and getting one actor on board it's been very much a, a tiptoe process of trying to make it clear that I respect people's sort of concerns and fears and trying to allay those concerns and fears but also be like we need to do something we need to get stuff done we can't just keep sitting around and waiting at the end of the day like you can lay people's fears but either they're down for it or they're not right you know they're, they're either into the project or they're not and you kind of want to find that out as quickly as possible so you don't waste any time with somebody sure it's so yeah that's been an interesting process with its own ups and downs but i'm set to start shooting on tuesday which was not as quick as i i would have hoped but uh when you're working with other people uh you must be respectful of their processes and their needs yeah for me i don't know how you feel what i get i get i get jazzed i get excited about a project i just like i'm like full steam and sure. i want to get things going as quickly as uh, as efficiently as possible. And I have, for me personally, my passion carries me through, you know, because as the director, as the producer, like, I can see all the angles. You know, I can see, right. I have the, quote-unquote, the vision of it, what the story is going to be. I can see how it's going to be released. I can see how long it's going to take to make it. I can see the resources coming together to make it. It's hard for me when you you start interfacing with other people and they don't see it as clearly as you do. You know, it's it's tough because people end up, you know, they're not intentionally doing it, but they end up sort of dashing you a bit, I, cert- I find. But it's like they're not doing that because they're not excited or enthusiastic. They just don't see the picture, the full picture as clearly as you do. And so I, I find that's a big part of the role of, of, you know, heading a project and pushing it forward is, is – trying to communicate to people and give them that full picture so that they can see where it's going so that they can be excited about it too. And that's, that's always an interesting uh, rope to walk. I find. Do you have a, any particular topic that you want to talk about today? I know I always come up with one, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to <laughs> there's something really this on your become,
1: mind. Yeah. No, and I appreciate that. But yeah, it's definitely become a part of the uh, our routine now. You're like, do you have a, like after we have, you know, the introduction, do you have a topic you want to talk about? And i might be like, oh, yeah, yeah, or this, that, and you're like, well, that's great. But anyway, <laughs> No, we always, what's great too about this is, uh, yeah, I love that you always come in, you have something in mind. No, there's really nothing outside, you know, I kind of addressed kind of like what, has been going on with me. So I'm kind of game for whatever you want to talk about, man. Toss it, toss it out there. I'm curious if you have something in mind. Well, this
0: dovetails with, with something that's been my personal experience recently. But I had basically like in the past week or two, and certainly some of this is down to circumstances of the pandemic and everything like that. So, um, you know, I'm trying not to draw too many conclusions. But I basically had uh, five people, <laughs> five or six people kind of recently quit on me or attempt to quit on me five or six Uh, in terms of like yeah create in terms of created projects wow which is definitely an outlier for sure to have so many in such a small amount of time but also it's been my experience that i've had a lot of most people quit like almost everybody quits and that's that's how i think that's part of like how you really find your people is the people yeah. that don't quit, the people that are persistent and that stick around. Yep. But I wanted to get, you know, I wanted to ask sort of if that's been your experience and, and and sort of how you deal with that. I think it's important to caveat that we're working in an independent space and it's sort of like we we occupy a very strange space in that yes, we don't have a lot of money, we don't have a lot of funding and so you know, there's not the thing of people automatically saying yes to it because it's a job and they're getting paid for it and they're obligated in that sense to fulfill their end of the bargain. But also, on the other hand, with the way that this world works, with the way our industry works, especially with, wh- with the way the artistic side of things work in our industry, we also are kind of in a privileged space and... and by creating projects we are affording people opportunities to work on working creative spaces that they might not otherwise right and so on the one hand we're sort of begging and asking people for favors to work for free or work for low pay but on the other hand we're also affording a sort of hallowed creative app opportunity that you don't often get in the space and also people are needing credits and needing to meet new people and and needing right. to work on more artistic projects that that's those are all positives too that they're not always getting the opportunities so i just wanted to caveat you know kind of like couch this discussion in in, in sort of acknowledging that that unique space that we we inhabit
1: yeah i agree and for me like, at the end of the day you know people are either like and I've, I've been on both sides of this where someone might have wanted to work on a project of mine. Um, in some capacity but you know what was required of them time-wise and what I was able to give them money-wise it just like they couldn't make it work and i totally get that cuz i've been in that exact situation too where it's like oh i, I kind of want to do this thing but because of my other obligations and because of yeah like what you, how much time you would need from me and how little money you can you know give to you know for that time basically cuz that's kind of a lot of what it is like the the money kind of helps to like free up some time. You know what I mean? Cause now it's, that's time that you don't have to, <laughs> that you don't have to go make that money elsewhere. If you, it's a project that you really want to do and it's worth your while and you, you can, you can afford to do it basically like you can afford to like devote that time to it and you know, not get paid or get paid however much you can then like, then cool. And if it's, you're like really passionate about it, then, then great. So it's either ultimately worth it to you and you can make it work or that's just, or it's just not the case. And all it comes down to is like, as long as people are being honest with themselves and with the people in charge of the production, then it's all fine. If, if you feel like, if you have concerns about the amount of time, the amount of money, you know, because those things go hand in hand, um, and you're just not sure if you can make it work, you know, I, I would much prefer you let me, know, let me know that early on. And then I can either see if, you know, I would require either less time from you or if, or if I could give some more money to make it worth your while. But basically, I don't like it when you people, know. like, don't ex- – as long as people are expressing these concerns, because I've definitely been uh, put in tough spots because people don't express those concerns, um, either <laughs> at all or early on Yeah, enough. that's
0: that's a big part of the thing, I think, is people, when they initially agree to something, they are they're optimistic, they're excited, and then once the reality starts to set in – they start to realize, oh, maybe this is this is too much. Maybe this is more than I can do. Yeah, and that's, but I feel like people are afraid to disappoint sure. you as a director or me as a director. And so they aren't forthcoming with their needs and their concerns and that's until what it creates, gets to the point where they're just off the project already.
1: Yeah, that's what creates problems, man. I mean, that's, that's fucking everything in life, though. Like, you know, poor communication yeah. is what creates all problems, basically. Like, if you can't... Yeah. Just, you know, tell someone, like, what you need to tell, like, what's on your mind or how you're feeling about something. Then that's when shit's going to, you know, get a little out of control. And any problems that I've had with, you know, with cast or crew, uh, any problems have basically been a direct result of poor communication. I would say probably mm-hmm. all all of them. Like, we had on a project, we had a, our production designer... <sighs> So, like, I knew, like, you know, we gave him a budget to work with. He got paid, you know, a little bit. Like, we weren't able to, you know, pay a ton, but he had a decent enough budget. It was a fun project. And basically, it was one of those situations like, you know, hey, look, if you, if you, if you, if you want to do this, or you're excited about the script, or you're excited about the possibilities of, like, you know, of working on this and everything, then, like, then cool. Like, if, if, the, again, like, if the amount of time that we're asking of you and the amount of money that we're able to give you to compensate for that time is worth it to you, then, you know, cool. Let's do it. And this person was all very like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I kept saying like you yeah. know, multiple times, I'm like if there's any concern, if you wind up needing a little more money, like for certain props or whatever, or just if you're having a hard time, if you need additional help, just let me know. So basically like, you know, I made sure that lines of communication on my side were just completely open. And like I kind of kept saying almost to a ridiculous degree, like if there are any issues, just please let me know over and over and over again. And like, I never heard anything, anything problematic. (laughs) And so then by the end of day two on this production, this person just flew off the handle in the middle of the night and like sent like a, you know, a tirade of an email, their resignation and kind of like all of a sudden, like all, you know, poured out like all the stresses and all the reasons that it was, so hard for him, and, like, all these things. Like just, it all just kind of came out. And my initial reaction was, like, are you fucking kidding me? Because it literally <laughs> said so many times, like, over the months leading up to that breakdown, if you need anything, if you're having any problems, this, that, and the other, just let me know. Like, I I couldn't have made it any easier for this person to just, like, open up and share their concerns, right? Yeah, He, he chose not to. And then he just like so it was all getting pent up pent up pent up and then he just snapped and it all came tumbling out yeah like that's the thing like this shit's not going to go anywhere it can either come out in a healthy way just by like hey like you know expressing like what's going on or you keep it all inside it's gonna then you're just gonna snap and lose it and you know you know basically so i wrote him back and kind of like you know express all that i'm like hey i really wish you would have you know i was pretty diplomatic about it like but i was like you know i really wish you would have taken me up on my long-standing and, you know, <laughs> uh, I felt like a broken record. I said it so many times that you – but I can't believe you didn't tell me there were any concerns before. And, you know, to his credit, he calmed down the next day and realized he'd kind of like that, yeah, he should have expressed those concerns over the months. And he felt bad about not having done so. And he felt bad about the manner in which he handled things. I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, I understand. Like, you know, I'm sorry you're so stressed out. I think apparently there's just probably other things going on in his life too that just kind of like – cause him to snap or whatnot so there's no hard feelings at the end of the day but that person was then off the project after day two so that's an example he didn't come back no i mean there's no there's no chance of no even if he'd wanted to we wouldn't have you know i mean no there just after
0: after the stuff he said there's no chance what was he saying and again no hard feelings what did he say if you if you feel comfortable like what did he say in like his his tirade email
1: honestly i don't remember like i just remember it was like when I say tirade, like that's, I think that's the, the perfect word for it because I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> you know. Sometimes you open a certain email, it's like, whoa, shit, and like, especially start off so kind of like hostile, like we had done him wrong somehow.
0: Just the fact that he's even sending that stuff through email though is is bad enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just kind of like, yeah, and honestly, you know, felt bad for the guy. Okay, like obviously that he's got other stuff going on because it's not us. Like yes, it was a tough, like it could be like a tough shoot at times. Any t- shoot can be kind of tough. But like you know, we we engender a pretty good like sense of community and a nice you know positivity on set. So it's like, I'm sorry if you're having a hard time, but I'll, it's, I it couldn't be any easier to talk to you about this kind of stuff. And so like when you don't take me up on yeah. it, like it's it kind of blows my mind, and it's kind of just like totally on you if you're not going to take me up on it. I'm not saying I'm fault, like, you know, of course, yeah. like we all fuck up, but like when it comes to communication, that's one of my strong suits, and like I try to be like you know I have a very much like an open door policy for that.
0: I agree with you. I agree with you. I will just say, though, I think this has been my experience, and this is something I'm constantly tweaking and stuff, is that when you say those things, like you can reach out to me at any time and stuff, a lot of people just don't do it. Like, they just don't do it, even if you are totally kind and totally leave the door open. And I've given this speech many, many times about how no it is it is on them oh yes definitely like it is on them to take that responsibility but ultimately like you're the one who has to suffer the consequences of uh sure of a discontent team member even if it's you know if it's their fault for not communicating on it what i've taken to doing even though it's kind of a pain in the ass to have to manage people so much that way on top of saying the thing like you're saying there and i'm not saying this is your fault i'm just this is like a tip this is like something that i'm trying to sort of you know be go above and beyond because communication is so important especially with newer people is like i try and on top of saying doors are always open you can always come to me with any problems you know i try and be proactive and try and ask a lot of questions of them about their experience and stuff and that's been somewhat more helpful but even then like some people are just well so uncomfortable right uh, for, with any sort of conflict that they that they w- will avoid it at any cost and until it boils over but that's something i'm trying and and those questions it, it's kind of like a stand not a standards i don't have them written down somewhere but like there's a set of questions in my mind that i try and actively ask be proactive uh to tease out how somebody's experience is going because yeah i've found that even though i try and create this environment where anybody can say anything and 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 criticisms are always welcome and people can always express how their experience is going um people often are, are bad about doing that and i think i think honestly a lot of it comes down to everybody knows how busy and how much a director has going on yeah uh they're aware of that and so they feel bad uh bringing anything up
1: that's something else that made us even more frustrating because I would literally, <laughs> I would say that, like, hey, man, like, how's your day? go?" Like, you know, go up to him, like in the days leading up to when we we're doing you know, pre-production and then like leading right up to production. And then like on the production days when he was there, I'd go up to him and very proactively ask, like, everything good? Like, you know, are you feeling like do you need any help with this, that or the other? Like, I'm telling you, man, it was like absurd the degree to which I would like check in with this person. And he'd just be like, Oh, oh no, I'm oh, sure. Good. I'm sure you, this is not a way of like
0: blaming. I'm <laughs> no, no, not, I'm no, not putting no. the blame I know. on I'm you I'm just trying to like, I'm just all.
1: emphasizing like that I, first of all, that I agree with what you said, but also like there's certain people yeah. like, regardless, like no matter how proactive you are, like if they just won't, if they aren't willing to admit, cause some people like it's a pride thing or they just don't want to seem like they're having any, they don't want to convey any kind of struggle that they're going through for whatever reason um they wanted i think part
0: of it too is like if people are given any room to interpret your questioning as just being like polite and that you don't really care what they have to say people will take that people will take that opportunity they will convince themselves that you don't you don't care and that you don't really want to hear what they have to say right uh just because it's easier or whatever you know
1: right but I guess the thing that drives me crazy though, also to what you're saying earlier, it's like, yeah, like a lot of sometimes people won't say something because they know how busy the director is. But for me, it's kind of like, and, and that was, you know, that was the toughest shoot I've ever had for a lot of reasons. But I still, you know, I made a point. What movie of, was that? I don't think. No, no I mean, because it didn't wind up doing that busy. It was Cold Feet. Mm. It, was, it was Cold Feet. Toughest shoot of my life. Yeah. easily for a variety of reasons that i won't even get into but it worked out really well and like overall it was overall it was just because i say toughest shoot of my life doesn't mean it wasn't ultimately a really good shoot you know what i mean it was just uh that was the most difficult one and you know in part because of things like that but yeah so it was very stressful but like you know i made a point of like because i'm a big believer and as i'm sure you are too and like you know it all trickles down and like i'm gonna make sure that like no one that that my team isn't gonna like see me like sweating it basically that I'm going to like, you know, be positive, put on a smile, make sure to the best of my ability, everyone's doing okay. And like keep, keep charging forward, no matter how stressed out I may be. Most people don't know that yeah. I'm stressed that they don't know that I'm, stre- <laughs> that I'm stressed out. Um, and so like, you know, I would for me to be taking time to like keep checking in with this guy and then for him to just like, you know, stonewall and just like not say anything. It was unfortunate. That was the first time that a crew member has ever quit. During one of my shoots, I've had other instances where, like, people have had to back out, like, before the shoot for several different reasons, ultimately. And usually in those situations, like, someone who's, like, a producing partner and or, like, someone who's, you know, had a role in the film, too. Especially when it's people who were supposed to be there, for, like, the like especially if like, it's Memphis or something, and they're supposed to be there for the entire shoot for, like, a month or just under a month, like, whatever. If they didn't plan accordingly, like, you know, sometimes... Yeah, that's happened a couple of times where they're like, ah, fuck, I didn't really plan. <laughs> I didn't really like get my shit together and like organize my life in a way that would allow me to actually go to go do this. So I'm out. Uh, that's happened.
0: Have you ever come down hard on somebody? Like gotten real angry at them or anything like that? Or really like stuck it to them?
1: <laughs> All right. I guess it's hard to sit like, okay. Cause, okay. I'll, I'll say this. Like the people that I've gotten in, like the biggest fights with and that have like, you know in a manner of speaking, come down on the hardest are also, like, my closest friends. And that, you know, is typically yeah. the case because it's someone that, you know, you get the people you get the maddest at typically are the people that you love the most they are so close to you because you're you're that, you know, connected. And sometimes that's going to happen, like, when people, like, love each other so much and they're such a part of each other's lives. Like, those are the people you fight with, obviously, because those are the people who you who yeah. are truly engaged with in life. You know what I mean? Like, some people who, like... Like, this guy, like, you know, or other people who, like, who fuck up on a shoot or whatever. It's, like, if it's not, like, one of my people, so to speak, like, someone that, like, has already, like, a a friend or someone that I already, like, you know, spend time with, like, outside of productions, then it's kind of, like, I might get annoyed with that person and I might probably, you know, would never work with that person again. But, and I might, you know, I could be very, like, you know, but even with that guy, I was just, I was very direct, but I was also very, like, sympathetic. I didn't have any, I felt no need to come down on him that hard. It kind of was, I'm like, all right, you quit, like. I'm like, you know, for future reference, like, here's what you need to know. Yeah. Because it wasn't like I instantly, you know, I still like the guy as a person. Like, he was a nice person. Very talented. I I wish him all the best. So I didn't really feel the need to, like, go after him.
0: This was on my mind because, like I said, so I'll tell you this story just so we're not talking in super general, vague terms. I've had a lot of trouble with editors. Editors quit a lot, uh, I think, just because editors get work. And so I'm always trying to... Bring in new editors. That's that's always been a thing. So I had an editor on my horror short, The Haunted. She was somebody who went to the same film school as me, and she was hungry for work and and somebody recommended it, and she was very enthusiastic. But she had been going slow and very slow, and the quality wasn't there. Uh, so that was already one factor. But then one day she just emailed me randomly and said she had to quit because her visa was. She's from China, and her visa was going up. Uh. Uh, she was having visa problems so she had to leave the country unexpectedly but to her credit this is actually this is very impressive Uh, this is a very high character move on her part even though all the stress that she was going through she actually already had lined up a replacement for herself um so that was really nice and you know i chatted with that person and hopefully uh hopefully they work out And then, you know, I, once I got inspired to sort of make something right away, you know, I reached out to a friend who I had been communicating with a lot about him playing the role and stuff, you know, that was the conversation for a bit, but then I could tell he was hesitant, you know, and so I just sort of wanted to nip it in the bud and I kind of confronted him on the hesitation I was feeling with him. And so, you know, he quit, which was fine because I'd rather have him quit now rather yeah. than we're doing more work into the project yeah i got another actor uh to replace him and you know that's been a, a delicate dance like i said with coronavirus and stuff going on and uh that has been a process of i was already so traumatized <laughs> from from everything else going on that that i've been extra careful with him and then I also brought in another friend for the Cannibal Project. I was going to do it myself, but another friend had said, oh, this is a great idea. And like, I love mockumentaries. And so, uh, and I'd been wanting to work with her. And so I brought it on and she agreed. And and we had had some conversations back and forth and it seemed like she was going to be a part of it. But then, you know, sort of not out of nowhere, because she still had a bit of hesitance as well. She quit on the cannibal thing because uh, she said she wanted to focus on her own stuff more. And then and then I had an, an, another editor who's working on a project for me. I have another horror short film that's needing to be edited uh, called Web Driver Torso. The editor on that had been going slow. You know, I hadn't been hearing from him as much. But he gave me a call, again, to his credit. It's always way better to have a phone call or face-to-face conversation on these things rather than text and email, just because right. there's so much that they can be misinterpreted uh, in those forms. And gave me a call and said he was struggling with them and struggling with it. And I could hear in his voice this was this was the I quit conversation. Like it was everything he was saying everything up to I quit, basically. I got in deep with him on it and and you know, I think he was sort of just uh struggling in isolation by himself with this project and really beating himself up. But I think at least for the time being, I've I've talked him off the ledge uh and tried to really reassert to him that i'm here with him to to work on this project with him that he doesn't have to do it all alone and he's not disappointing me by not doing it quick enough and 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 really just had to let him know that i was there with him you know just over communicate like how how much this is a collaborative process even though he might be working in isolation at the moment but like that it that it's both of our art and i think that was very effective You know, I really hammered to him that this was not my project that he was working on, but this is our art project together that we're trying to get to the finish line together in whatever form that takes. Right. Which I think, I mean, I don't know if you, but I spend a lot of time harping on that with people. I think there's a huge difference in the level of commitment with people versus when they see, oh, this is, I'm helping out on his project versus this is our project together. And when you can get people to really feel like it's their project as well as your project, I don't know, it's like flipping a switch and it's a whole different ballgame with people.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I guess it ultimately comes down to, like, I think it's important that everyone feels a strong sense of, like, trust, that you trust them with their end of things and that they, you know, feel a sense of, like, uh, contribution, that they're able to bring what they have to bring to, to the project and that they're that they're heard and that, you know... That they're there for a reason. Yeah. They're there because they're respected and trusted and, you know, you want to and, – and they are part of the, the collaboration. Yeah, I need them to know that and then at the end of the day, like, I'm – you know, because sometimes you also – for me, at least, like need them to know too that, like, this idea or that might be great. But, like, I have to make the final – I have the final say on every, <laughs> on everything, you know what I mean? Um yeah yeah as yeah. far as like Well
0: yeah that's all that's a whole other conversation yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah yeah,
1: yeah yeah. Because I always like you know I want that like you know to welcome but just like that everyone know again that's why I was going back to you earlier like as, everyone, as long as everyone's clear on what's expected of them and what you need from them and they're like down to bring that to give that you know and they're excited about that obligation. And again for me that comes down to like I know that like when I'm acting on someone else's thing like, that's my whole thing. Like, I don't show up on set like, oh, this is our, like, whatever. Like, you know, I know it's a team project, but like, for me, I'm very much like, I show up on set and I'm like, I want to give the filmmakers what it is they need to the best of my ability, yeah. what they want. I'm here to serve, like, you know, that's how I I don't know. Like, when I'm an actor or, or working for hire in any capacity, um, I feel a very strong sense of that. Like, I want to, and a lot of it, you know, it's my personality too. Like, I want to bring what I can to the table. And I want to, but I want to meet their, their needs and de- deliver what they need. Um, Cause you know, I've dealt dealt with actors too, who like are, and other, you know, people in other positions who are trying to impose too much of what they want onto the mm-hmm. project. And it's like, well, that's not going to work. Because again, like it's going to create like, you know, um, it's like, okay, obviously this person's not very clear on what that you know, what's expected of them or what their role is in this exactly. Um, it's tricky. It's a delicate, like you said in the phrase, delicate dance earlier, because again, like I want to make sure that everyone is heard is feels like they're heard and first and foremost, like respected and trusted because everyone is there for a reason, because here's the thing. It's like, and you know how, like, you know, I care so much about like, you know, I put so much into each project before, you know, even before like we bring anyone else on, but it's, it's such. It means so much to me that like if you're there, if I invited you there, if I brought you on, like you better believe that I trust and respect you (laughs) and that I want you to be able to bring the best of what it is that you can bring to the table and for you to feel like engaged and like inspired and like, you know, to ignite that part of you. Um, Otherwise, you wouldn't be there. So anyway, yeah. You get it. I, was, I get where you're coming from, and I'm, I'm sure you understand where I'm coming from, too. Like, yeah, but again, like, as long as people can just know that they're there for a reason and that, that their dedication and, you know, conviction is, is appreciated and, and respected. Yeah. yeah. But then at the end of the day, like, you know, you're the one who has to make the the final decisions. And typically, you got to make them very quickly, <laughs> especially during production. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to say, so I had an idea... Uh, I think it might be fun for us to go through some past work of one another and do episodes where we talk about that work and ask questions of each other on that work.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah, I'd be down for that.
0: Maybe I could start next week. I'll watch. I'll watch your movie. Uh, what was the one you just put online that I, I paid for?
1: Oh, you're gonna go wait. Oh, act one. Yeah.
0: I can watch Act One and I can ask you what questions about it. and I we can, can talk about it.
1: Yeah, I can answer from yeah from my perspective from yeah because I wrote the I going back to i wrote the first draft of that when i was 21 i can yeah it'd be kind of fun to, world. to dive back into that that mindset cool all right man thanks man yeah dude great talking as always uh have a good week and yeah we'll talk soon
0: yeah you too take care of yourself and we'll, we'll talk soon
1: all right buddy later
0: all right see you bye all right. That was, uh, that was episode seven uh, of our Story Life podcast. Uh, thanks for checking us out.
1: Whew. You can contact us. <laughs> Whoa, <shit. laughs> I can't talk, But now I can. You can contact us at wearestorylife at gmail.com. Also, please check out our website, wearestorylife.com. We'll find more information about us. And what we do, as well as links to our Patreon and social media pages.
0: Yeah, you can follow me, Clinton Cornwell, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just type in my name. You'll find me.
1: Mm, nice. I will. I have. <laughs> but And I, I would do it all over again. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and Vimeo at Alan C. Gardner, A-L-L-E-N-C-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. And on Instagram at Alan C. Gardner Movies. Also, my newest release film is uh, my most recently released film, sorry, is Cold Feet. It's available on Amazon Prime, the Roku channel, Google Play, and YouTube. And some other movies are available on several platforms, including Being Awesome, Save Yourself, and Act One on Tubi. And We Got Lucky and Bad Bad Men on Amazon. I think Bad Bad Men's on the Roku channel now as well. So that's fun.
0: Thank you to our amazing editor, Mr. Mike Jimenez, and also to our wonderful friends and family for supporting us and uh, allowing us the wings to fly and succeed with our endeavors. Yes.
1: I love those wings. I'm grateful for those wings. Thanks, guys. Uh, We have many more episodes coming up, so please subscribe and join us next week.
0: This has been Clinton J. Cornwell.
1: Uh, I like it. And Alan C. Gardner.
0: With the Story Life Podcast.
1: All right. Take care. Have a great week, Clinton J. This changes everything. I didn't know it was Jay. I don't know what to make of this. I, I, I mean, I, I,
0: didn't yeah, I just did make it. You have a middle. No, of I love shit. it. I, I, no, I was.
1: I, I picked up what you're doing. I just wow, Jay, <laughs> blew my mind. Why wasn't that in the episode one? Getting to know each other.